the Taz and Jim podcast. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you weren't stuck upside down on that ride at Canada's Wonderland. I don't know if you heard this news, but the lumberjack ride. This is the one that is if you can't picture it, it looks like a giant axe where you sit in the head of the axe. There's two axes and, and it's like the pirate ship, the old pirate ship that swings back and forth. Until eventually it goes completely upside down. Mm -hmm. But it's like a double version of that. Well, both of the axes got stuck upside down, full of riders over the weekend. And they were stuck there for half an hour before they were able to get down, Jim. Yes. And this was late in the day, too. It was probably some of the people's last ride. Oh, we'll do one more because it was like 1040 p.m. when it yeah, got stuck. Dark out. All the lights are on. Yeah. And there was, you know, people of all ages up there as young as 11 years old were stuck up <sighs> there. They said that the blood was rushing their head and some of them felt like they're going to pass out. They said tears were streaming back into their eyes, whatever that means. <laughs> but they lost feeling in their feet. Now, it was only a half an hour after all. They did eventually somehow restart the system of the lumberjack ride. But the the worst part is after they got the people up there unstuck, it still had to go through the whole system uh, run through again. So they had to literally go through the ride all over. (laughs) So they had to finish the ride. It had to finish the ride. It couldn't just drop down and let them off. It had to keep going. It started the whole process. Spin around. So it starts moving, and everyone's probably like, oh, thank God. And then it's going, hold on, why are we going around? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a system reboot. So they, they did eventually get down. Could have been worse, but... A uh, couple pukers, I hear. Yeah, a couple pukers for sure. Nobody passed out, but a lot of people said they felt like they were going to. That's surprising, because I just Googled, how long can a human hang upside down? The result I got, hanging upside down for more than five to ten minutes can be deadly to some as too Mm. much blood rushes to the brain. Hanging upside down for more than 24 hours can cause you to suffocate as the other organs lie on top of your lungs and restrict the amount of air you can breathe. Boy, that sounds awful. That's not a good way to go. It's, I am confused as to every time something... This happens at uh, parks across the world all the time, seemingly. Isn't there just, like, a safety release button? Like, it ha- yeah. hasn't it happened enough I, that you can just lower the hydraulics and get it over with right away? What, what's wrong with just using gravity? Pull the plug out, let the thing swing down, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe. naturally, yeah, yeah. unless the momentum would just keep having it swing around <laughs> forever. Unless it's a perpetual motion <laughs> machine. Right. You, no. need, you need the brakes to be operational. There's obviously a reason for it. But the reason is, that no, there is no reason, because just design design it in there now. Moving forward, you have to design <laughs> an emergency feature in them that lets it down. Oh, man, that's too bad. I was I went to Canada's Wonderland with my son for the first time this summer. You may have heard me talking about it on the show, and we had an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. He's young. He went on some of the rides, and he was totally freaked out. Like, we went on Flight Deck, the old Top Gun, and, uh, yeah, he was happy to get off. I can't imagine what I would have done if we had got stuck upside down for half an hour because he was already upset just being on that thing for three minutes. Yeah, white-faced as he steps <laughs> off. <laughs> Half an hour upside down at Canada's Wonderland. I'm assuming you get like at least a coupon for a free Coca-Cola or something after that. I better get a snow cone after (laughs) all this is done. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Did you hear this story? This is is from a couple weeks ago. A couple had complained that they got sat on an airplane next to a farting dog. And you know, 
like I get the whole support animal thing. Sure. But I have a dog allergy, so I have a little bias to how I feel about dogs being seated on airplanes next to people. I think it's ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> Let alone farting dogs. Yeah. So this couple, um, Jill and Warren Press are their names. They were on a 13-hour flight from Paris to Singapore. They said the dog that was next to them was farting and snorting so badly that they gave up their premium first-class seats and asked if they could move to economy. No way. A, they have been contacting the airline. Uh, finally, they got a response, and they have received a refund, $1,410. They say that they plan to donate that money to an animal charity. So they went through all this work to complain just to donate it? Okay. I think they're trying to make a point. Yeah. Like you can't be trapped in a, on a flight next to a farting, snorting dog. Yes, I agree. The thing about the service dogs is that I can never trust if they're actually needed anymore because they're so common now that you yeah. never know if the person actually has a real condition that requires one of these things or if they're just gaming the system. Right. But I, I have two dogs, and I occasionally I've heard them fart once in a blue moon. But to, are they really like? I, I'm, I'm, I'm finding contradiction between me d- un- not trusting the service dog people versus not trusting pe- people complaining all the time about little things. Like, really, the dog was yeah. farting the whole flight, snorting hours. and farting. Well, Jim, it reminds me of my favorite farting dog joke. <laughs> Guy was at his girlfriend's parents' house meeting them for the first time. He was understandably nervous, especially because. He had eaten something earlier in the day that had given him some bad gas. At one point, they're sitting around the table, and he shifts in his seat. He accidentally lets one slip. It reverberates loudly against the leather chair. He was embarrassed beyond belief. He wasn't sure what to say, but then his girlfriend's dad looks over and says, Buster! He was a little confused. He looks down sees the family dog sitting next to him, wagging his tail. Mm. Realizes the dad thought it was the dog. Laughed to himself a little bit. Figured he might be able to get away with another one, so he squeezes one out. (laughs) Buster, says the dad. So now he figures he can fart as loud as he wants, and they're just going to assume it was the dog. He lets the rest of it out. (laughs) Girlfriend's father looks back at the dog one last time and yells, Buster! Get away from that guy before he craps all over you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Was it the dog farting on the flight Mm. or was it the owner? Yeah, really. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. This is a good one. Oh, would you just look at that? A viral video featuring a uh, golfer down in Michigan. Beautiful courses in Michigan. If you ever want to cross the border and go away for a weekend, get some reasonably priced golf in. Oh, yeah. Just ask Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. Remember those radio commercials? Pure Michigan. Yeah. Uh, some people, though, uh, take their golf a little too seriously. There's a video that's gone viral of a guy on a golf course getting into an altercation with, it seems like, every other golfer out there. Yeah, there seems to be, like, a couple back uh, golf carts backed up waiting for this guy to move. He's not going anywhere. He's holding one of the balls of uh, of another golfer from another foursome in his hand, refusing to give the ball back. And he just comes off like an absolute maniac. We got a Karen on the golf course right now. Julie, 
after I don't give you a damn thing. I'm gonna take your clubs. Take it. Then leave. I'm not getting a fight at a golf course. I'm right. gonna stand here and you can complain. Goodbye. You took her ball. Please don't speak to me. We're coming over here. You, you took her ball. Bro, you took her ball. Dude, I'm not gonna fight you. It's off Clancy, Walter. Now get off the cart. Walter. Walter? Walter. Oh, here we go. You see that? Oh. That's what you look spin to heaven. Do you want to test God? You come get it. He's mentally ill. Oh. You think I'm mentally ill? Now that's the point of the video where off he rips he rips his shirt off. Walter. 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 Oh, here we go. You see that? Oh. That's what you look spin to heaven. Do you want to test God? You come get it. He's mentally ill. Oh. <laughs> you think I'm mentally ill? At that point, it's probably best just to drive yeah, away. This guy is not going to let this Come go. Come on, brother! Once the shirt comes off uh, anywhere, but especially the golf course, what was the line that he said? You want two tickets to God? Or you two want to tickets go to, to heaven, heaven to meet God? Because to meet God. <laughs> it's like he's practiced that in front of the mirror like taxi driver just waiting for a moment to snap on somebody. <laughs> You know, like, he doesn't have that great of a bod for him to be ripping his shirt off and say, oh, you know, you want to meet God today. I, I have never seen somebody rip off a collared golf shirt like that Truly. before. <laughs> it's a rare sight. <laughs> I I want to know what else is going on in this guy's life. I kind of feel bad for him. Like, maybe... Divorced and yeah, just freshly divorced. Maybe he got fired or... I don't know. There's got to be something else. That's going on in this guy's brain other than, hey, these guys want their golf ball back. Well, I don't know. It's like it's like I want to be sympathetic. And, you know, when a video starts in the middle of a confrontation, you're like, well, who knows how this started? And you're like, I'm going to be impartial. Once the shirt comes off, you're like, I pretty don't know sure, what happened. Pretty sure this guy's <laughs> yeah. the problem. Gonna, if I was a betting man, <laughs> even if you accidentally didn't say four and the ball landed near him, that reaction. Look, it's off the cart. Oh, here we go. You see that? Oh. That's what you look spin to heaven. Do you want to test God? You come get it. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Did you see the news, Jim, that Polly Shore wants to play Richard Simmons in a biopic? I thought it was already done. I thought it was a done deal. Uh, so I guess it's just alleged maybe well, might happen. Polly posted a side-by-side picture of him and Richard Simmons on Instagram, and he's encouraging fans to hit up Amazon, Disney, HBO, let them know that they want to see this. Honestly, I can kind of picture it working. I haven't seen Pauly Shore do anything since In the Army Now. I have That's the last Pauly Shore movie <laughs> I watched. I liked it at the time. I was a kid. And I find him kind of annoying, but I feel like he could pull off. Like, this could be a renaissance for Pauly Shore. If he pulled it off and embodied Richard Simmons, I could see it kind of working. I, and I think he wants to do it seriously. Like, yeah. he wants to make an actual film about Richard Simmons' life, which I would like to see. I Like, what do you know about Richard Simmons' personal life? You know he's the sweating with the oldie guys. <laughs> now, there's there's a lot of younger people listening who may not even know who Richard Simmons is because he's out of the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, like, a, a funny uh, exercise video guy from the 80s early 90s, short shorts, 
big personality. Huge, flamboyant personality. Tiny guy, though, with a big, uh, like, mat of curly hair. Yeah. And he, like, th- the videos themselves, he doesn't seem like he's that good of a personal trainer. But his, you know what I mean? <laughs> but his personality, jacked. no, but his personality is so contagious and fun to watch. He yeah. became like a staple on television. You know, and there's for been decades. rumor and whispers about his sexuality and. Uh, his personal life. He never. He's never he said anything one way or another. He's now like living off the grid and enjoying life as a non-celebrity. Pauly Shore has been trying to contact him, but hmm. Richard isn't answering his calls. Doesn't seem interested. Most people in Hollywood wouldn't. Hey, Pauly Shore's <laughs> trying to get a hold of you. We've no got, thanks. We've got Pauly Shore on line one. I'm good. <laughs> Tell him I'm sweating with the oldies and I can't come to the phone. So you think Richard Simmons has a great story? That I you... don't know, but I'd like to know more about the guy. I bet he has a pretty interesting life. I mean, he uh, deal a meal. Remember deal no. a meal? What's that? It was the big Richard Simmons diet program where you had a, a deck of cards and you'd like shuffle them and you'd deal. Deal a meal. <laughs> like, deal yeah, meal. Okay. like, okay, you can have a sandwich and you can have a salad and you can have a bowl of soup today. Seems scientific. <laughs> it rhymed. I think, I think it rhymed and then they had to figure out what it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. It seems fun. It seems like a fun uh, activity to pick a meal. But, but I'd like to know more about Richard Simmons and sure. I don't know. Whether or not Pauly Shore is the guy to make it happen. I mean, he's a tiny little kind of energetic guy. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, it's just the curly hair and the whole way of speaking, you know. They, they, I could see him doing a good Richard Simmons impression. And also, I can't think of anybody else to cast as Richard Simmons. Yeah. There's nobody else that pops up. Maybe Andy Dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's about it. Pauly says, quote, I definitely can morph into this guy. I'll see you at the Oscars in 2025. Wouldn't that be something? The best actor Oscar goes to Pauly Shore <laughs> for his portrayal of Richard Simmons. You never know if the little kid from Indiana Jones can win an Oscar That's 50 true. years later. Look at Short Round. Yeah. The Taz and Jim Podcast. And it is official. T. Swift and T. Kels. <laughs> are a couple if you were watching football yesterday they cut to taylor after kelsey scored a touchdown i don't know who jumped higher after a travis kelsey touchdown if it was taylor or greg olson when he heard she was going to be at the stadium today quite the day right i think my favorite part of that shot taylor swift is chest bumping for travis kelsey's touchdown and Mama Kelsey's just standing next to her. She's like, honey, I, I've seen 71 of these. She gave like a light tap on the glass, and she wasn't overly excited about it. Yeah, Taylor was sitting with uh, Travis Kelsey's mom up there. Wow. I already met the parents, huh? Holy cow. I just got to say, she has to be a little careful, I think, as a fan when you show up to one of these things. A little, a little too much celebration, I think. It's a little too much... I'm not saying she was looking for attention, but it garners too much attention, I think, on the sidelines. It's a bit of a distraction. It's not like that touch. The the, uh, Chiefs were already winning the game handily. It's not like it was a game winner or a yeah. touchdown in the Super Bowl. That reaction, totally understandable then. If it's if it's overtime or a bit like fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, something crazy, but yeah. 
or it's the first touchdown you've seen your boyfriend ever get in real life. That's fine. But if she celebrates like that every time he does something on the field, especially if the camera crews are going to be cutting to her, that is going to get really old fast. It reminds me of when Tony Romo was dating Jessica Simpson. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Except (laughs) that was almost a curse. Anytime Jessica Simpson was in the stands, I think Romo chunked it. He didn't didn't do well. Too much pressure. There is a lot of pressure when you bring your new gal to meet the – the yeah. family and the team. And then also, you know, people are bitter and fans are weird. And if you keep showing her every time, the fans might turn against. You know, it could just be a distraction. So I think you just got to take it easy. Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey's quarterback, was asked about T. Swift being in the building. Do you realize how much pressure there was on you today from the Swifties to get Travis Kelsey a touchdown with Taylor in the house today? Yeah, I heard she was in the house. Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I felt a little bit of pressure. Um, and so I knew I had to get it to Travis. And of course, he's on a route that Travis, he does his own thing and just makes up a route and I throw it to him. So uh, I think he wanted to get in the end zone just as much as uh, all the Swifties wanted him to. <laughs> all the Swifties love football now. This is good for the NFL. Sure, right? yeah, it brings a whole new demographic, that's for th- sure. They stand by their gal. But, like, what happens if he throws that pass, it's an important pass, and Kelsey misses it, and they're like, did you just throw that one because Swift is in the stands, or did, did the ball actually go to him in that situation? I'm just saying, it's it's touchy here.